Anyone in the industry will tell you one of the most exciting things about franchising is that it offers a viable path to business ownership for people from all walks of life. So one of our favorite things to do at FranX is to speak to franchisees to learn how they became franchisees. And that's exactly what we're going to do today, coming up on FranX. Welcome to FranX. I am not Nick Powells. I am Ben Warren filling in for Nick. Uh, with us, as always, though, is Charles Internicola. Charles, how are you doing? Good, Ben. I, I'm excited here today. To uh, You're sitting in for Nick. That's right. Uh, our first and best guest host. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited as well. Uh, and I'm also excited because we've got a great guest today. Uh, we are speaking with Ted Beeman, a franchise owner with Muya Burgers, Fries, and Shakes. We're going to learn a little bit about his path to to ownership and his experience with the with the burger brand. So let's bring Ted in now. Ted, how are you? Welcome. I'm doing great, Ben. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. So uh, let's jump right into it. Um, Ted, your your management company signed a 10-unit deal with Muya. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. So that was, you know, it's a it's a big deal, but it's far from your first foray into the restaurant business. Can you start just by telling us a little bit about your background, how you got into the industry, and, and what your experience in the in the restaurant business is? Yeah, so I am fortunate to have two partners that I work with in my company, Agape Management Group, and we all have a deep background in hospitality, restaurants, and the entertainment-based sectors, uh, typically on the company or on the franchisor side. Uh, as an example, I've worked with uh, three different casual dining brands, uh, two of which were franchise businesses, and we were, uh, we were offering franchises for sale. Uh, so I've gotten to sit on that side of the table. I've written franchise disclosure documents. I've worked on, uh, you know, getting restaurants open, selling to franchisees, doing all those kinds of things. Um, and then we have an operating partner that works with us, Sean, uh, who uh, actually was the VP of operations for Dave and Buster's for uh, a number of years. Um, but my partners and I were able to uh, come together a couple of years back, uh, really as COVID was going on and, and the hospitality and restaurant sector was suffering quite a bit. And we looked at it and, and we just knew there was an opportunity, right? You know, restaurants are always going to fill a need. And so we saw an, uh, a chance to kind of form this group and start looking for ways that we can use our experience uh, to invest in, to grow and to mentor, uh, you know, brands and individuals that wanted to be in the restaurant and hospitality sector. Ted, there's so much, um, so much experience that you have, right? And in, in, in our audience, we have franchisees that one day dream of becoming uh, in a position that you're in a uh, 10 unit deal, really understanding the hospitality and restaurant industry. And then there's other Franex members that are franchisors that are sitting right mm -hmm. now saying, how do I backcast or dissect? How do I attract a franchisee like Ted? You know, if we, we start with basics, right? And you talked about investing in a restaurant and hospitality. For someone out there who's looking to buy a franchise, what's the appeal with the restaurant industry? And then what, what do you look for in terms of a brand and franchisor? Yeah, that's a great question, Charles. So, you know, there's a couple of things that I would say to that. Um, one is, you know, why the restaurant industry or why the hospitality industry? 
Um, I think you have to have a passion for it. Honestly, do. I think there's some uh, businesses that you can franchise and some uh, businesses you can get involved in as an investor, an owner, or an operator that you don't necessarily have to have a huge passion for. You see the, the business path and you see that it makes sense for you and you know the, the ROI is there. And, and so you can do that. I would tell anyone who's interested in getting into the restaurant business or the hospitality business, you have to have a passion for it. If, if you don't love taking care of people, if you don't absolutely love being in service uh, and dealing with all the crazy things that are going to happen in this business, then it's, it's really not for you. Um, then the second step becomes, okay, now which one, right? Because there's a million out there. Um, and for us, I can only speak for, for myself and for my partners, you know, there's a, there's a few key things we're looking for, and I'm sure we'll have an opportunity to get into these. But, you know, first off, I, I would only get involved with a business that I like as a consumer. You know, if I'm not willing to visit it, if I don't use my own money there as a consumer or would use my money there as a consumer, I don't know why I would get involved in an ownership capacity for that business. And then I'd, I'd take a look, and, and this is the, the harder conversation is, okay, what is that franchisor offering to me? Uh, you know, you're going to be paying a good amount of money to the franchisor in royalty funds and in brand fees um, for the support that they provide to you. And if they're not providing, uh, you know, support that you require in order to be successful and grow your business, it's not the right franchisor for you. So that's where you've got to really do your due diligence and figure out what am I going to get for this money that I'm providing? So, Ted, you just spoke on a, a, a number of reasons why you were attracted to, to Muyop. Um, I, you know, first of all, you were interested in it just as a consumer, which I think is a great rule of thumb for anybody getting into any business. Um, but I, I think, you know, in the in the franchising world, a lot of people would consider you and your management group sort of a, a big fish in, as far as prospective franchisees grow. So I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, you, you had... I would assume the capital to invest in a in a larger legacy QSR brand did was that part of the discussion? Was there, um, you know, did you weigh the pros and cons of, of going with maybe a smaller emerging brand versus a larger legacy brand, and and what helped you sort of land on that decision? Yeah, great question. Absolutely, that's part of the calculus, right? And for us, you know, that decision really came down to, um, you know, what was the opportunity for growth. If you are uh, in a position like we were, where you had the opportunity to look at several different brands, uh, you, we decided that the most important thing for us, or not one of the most important things, was having the opportunity to continue to grow our business. We've, we've signed a 10-unit development agreement, but we have hopes to do more than that. You know, our, our goal is that, you know, these 10 restaurants do really well and we continue to develop not only in the current market where we are, but but beyond that. And Muya offered that opportunity for growth. It was a unique combination. It is a unique combination of a brand that's been around for several years and, and really knows who they are. Right. They, they get you know, they are great burgers, great fries, great shakes. And that's that's what Muya is. And, you know, that's a fills a very good need within the restaurant market. Uh, but they're not overgrown. They're not so big that you're fighting with other franchisees for territory. Um, and, you know, one of the things you have to worry about is, you know, what are the what are the territory restrictions that the franchisor has? Muya was able to give us enough territory and enough space to be able to grow our brand without fear of cannibalization from others. You know, if we're creating a checklist, these are all great items, right? 
And so, so one of those intangibles or something that, you know, every franchisor will proclaim that they have their systems and they're there to support you, right? They all proclaim it. They probably all have the same, not all, but many have the same exact language on their website. Mm -hmm. So when you're evaluating Muya Burger and you're giving advice for franchisees and even franchisors, what were some of the factors or the qualitative factors where you were convinced they had the support, they had the support to help you grow? Like, how, how does someone evaluate that before you buy a franchise? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, there's no tried and true answer to that. I can I can tell you probably the three things that gave us the most confidence in Muya as a brand and why we we made the decision. One, we got to know the management team. And that is something that you can absolutely do as a prospective franchisee is really get to know the people that are running that brand and that are leading that brand. Um, you know, they should be willing and able uh, to talk to you and answer your questions and make you feel good about the decision that you're making. So use that time wisely and ask really, really great questions. Uh, two, we talk to existing franchisees. Uh, no one's going to give you the truth about a brand more than a franchisee of that brand. Um, and in any FDD, as you know, at the back, it gives you a list of contact information for all existing franchisees. And so you just dial around and you start talking to people. Uh, and then the third thing that for Muya in particular and for the time that we chose to invest is, you know, we were we were having this conversation back in, you know, 2020, you know, when the pandemic was, you know, kind of new and just going. And so what we did is we looked at what did Muya do for their franchisees as COVID-19 really started to ramp up. And we saw a real commitment to pivoting and making adjustments to the operations of the business, whether it was the development of their app, whether it was a focus on curbside and delivery business to keep their restaurants open. They did things. They, they actually put tangible uh, processes in place that demonstrated a care and concern for their franchise community. Well, those are fantastic insights uh, for, I think, both for franchisors and, and prospective franchisees. Um, that's about all the time we have today. So, Ted, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I, I can't wait to check in with you again soon and, and see where you are with the development of these 10 units. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. Thank you, Ted. All right, here's Stickler for time, Ben.